Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This week, we are joined once again uh, for an awesome conversation with the adventure, just legend, amazing guy, just wonderful human being, Ray Zahab. Uh, if you haven't heard Ray on the podcast before, um, we did an episode for number 241, number 295, and number 334. So if you want to go back and listen in those episodes, Ray shares more of kind of his backstory, um, more tales from adventure. I mean, this is a guy who has stories for days, maybe stories for months. You know, he's <laughs> he's just done a whole lot of uh, incredible things in the adventure field, in just life in general. Um, and I'm always here for it whenever he wants to sit down and and tell some stories. Uh, it's an absolute joy to to hear this guy share tales from some of the some of the things that he's uh, experienced in his life. Um, in this specific episode, I wanted to dive in a little bit more on kind of more specific uh, adventure like big concepts, I guess, you know, um, just kind of bigger ideas. Uh, I made something kind of silly called the seven C's with Ray Zahab. And that's the letter C, not the C's of the ocean. Um, and we go through a whole bunch of just bigger ideas and kind of get his perspective on these. Uh, when we recorded those three previous episodes, um, you know, I had you know, talked to Ray quite a bit over the phone or over Zoom or chatted with him uh, for the podcast and things like that. But I had yet to actually meet him in person uh, until last November, flew out to the Atacama Desert, joined him and a whole bunch of amazing people. I've interviewed a few already, going to interview a few more in the future um, on the Capic One Atacama Expedition, uh, where we got to kind of just sit and learn from Ray as he kind of talked us through how an expedition happened and as he kind of led us and then eventually taught us to lead ourselves through the Atacama Desert. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Uh, I would highly, highly, highly suggest anybody or recommend to anybody if they're looking for kind of the expedition, you know, 101 like I want to learn how to do this stuff and and get to go out and be around a bunch of really inspiring people um, highly highly recommend the Capic One experience even more highly and maybe because it's 5 30 in the morning right now and I've yet to have my cup of joe uh, even more highly I recommend the Capic One coffee um, this is not a commercial Ray didn't ask me to do this I've just sipped I've sipped it and when I sipped it, it like just was absolutely wonderful. It was delicious. It got my caffeine fix. Uh, and we'll talk about coffee a little bit on the podcast. Spoiler alert, might be one of the C's. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyways, Ray, Ray's just an awesome guy. I think the thing that impressed me the most and I might have said it while talking to Ray for this podcast. So I apologize if I'm repeating it, but the thing that kind of inspired me the most was how encouraging and how enthusiastic he is. Um, I just mentioned he has stories for days, 
but when he tells stories about adventure or he talks about adventure it's always passionately it's always something that you can tell you can just tell it lightens up his world and that kind of that kind of shit is infectious <laughs> so so uh he's an amazing amazing dude let's just jump into it uh this is like a bigfoot podcast number 368 with Ray Zahab. Ray, I'm psyched to have you here. I want to thank you just from everybody who got to participate in the Capic One Atacama trip. Uh, I want to thank you because you made that trip special. Uh, you made it incredible and we just all learned so much from you. So thanks so much, man. Well, you know what? I appreciate that. You know, honestly, when Bob and I Bob Cox, uh, my yes. co-founder of Capic One, when we dreamed it up, um, doing these trips with amazing people like yourself, the idea was to create something that would almost answer a question. And what I mean by that is, we all wonder, like, what are the other things that we can do out there? You know, what are my limits? What, what you know, what? How can I experience something differently? But really, it's very difficult to sort of put in your mind something that you don't know, right? Like yeah. if you've never, there's a piece of chocolate cake in front of you, you've never had chocolate in your entire life. And you're trying to base what that chocolate is going to taste on, like on what someone has told you it tastes like. It's almost impossible. If you eat it, and then you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. It's like, you know, with the beginning of the Capricorn expedition, I love asking the question, what do you think this will be like? Or do you have an idea? And everybody's sort of, They've done ultra marathons or they've done trail runs or they've done epic hikes or they've done climb mountains or done whatever they've done. And, and then they go and do the trip. And at the end of the trip, they're like, yeah, this is one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Because it's not about anything other than the simplicity of being in the wilderness together, learning new things together, exploring an incredible place on your feet. And you, you the people who are participating, in a small group are determining what the outcome is like you're navigating you're fit making the route choices you're doing the and so then and you become lifelong friends with these people who you've met for the first time right and yeah. and it just it, it, we've seen this over and over and over again so anyhow it was great to be out there with you and i'm stoked to be chatting with you now you know yeah man well i mean i think i said on the episode uh phil and i recorded it's just you open the door for like access to adventure because what you do is such a unique thing with doing these expeditions. And there's so many people who are just like, I'm sure enthralled by what you do and you get to hear about, hear from them about, you know, their reactions to the adventures you've taken. But for you to go in and open the door and kind of show people like, this is how you would organize it. This is what your day to day would look like on one of these things. Like that was really, important i think in like spreading the goodness you know well yeah and i you know thank you for that i it, it's just it's i don't want to say it seems like it's not that it's easy it, but it seems very common sense to me that that's what we would do Do you know what i'm saying yeah. like if you want to go somewhere and experience something amazing you want to experience it with great people you want to learn new things you want to have a new pathway to something new about the world and about yourself. And that's what we do with Impossible to Possible. I mean, which we've done, gosh, tons of them all over the world. And they're very unique 
expeditions a week at a time, 10 days max, in a unique part of the world and very real. It's very yeah. real. It's yeah. not it's not something that, you know, it's made up and we do it here because it's easy to do it here or there. We go to places where logistically there's a challenge to operate for, for one reason or another. It's remote or it's hard to reach or but because it's logistically complicated, it's more of a real experience. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. So, well, anyway, so yeah, I just want to I want to say thank you to you and Bob. Bob is like I described Bob to my wife as the coolest person in the world. I think I said, quote unquote. <laughs> so you you uh, pass that on to him, you know. Um, but you both are just incredible and just made everyone feel right at home right away. Um, but I want to kind of move on to what you are going to take on next, or just I kind of want to hear your reactions on some like deeper thoughts uh, uh on adventure you know sure. what i mean um, yeah yeah and i'm i'm i want to start with just this idea of like curiosity you know like i guess my question is why do people who are seeking answers to whatever life's questions are like why does adventure tie in so well with the seeking of like answers or big ideas i think that viscerally human beings i mean it's in every single one of us uh we're programmed in our dna to explore or to seek or to search or to you know discover new things it's just part of who we are what it means to be a human being and in whatever uh, landscape that that might be so is it organized sport is it the arts is it in politics is it in math science philosophy religion, being out on the land, in any way, in every way, human beings have always, in one way or another, tried to push limits, you know, or exceed limits of what we think is possible. And you see that in every aspect of human life, right? So what is it that people find? Or what are they looking for in adventure? I think that adventure is like one of those things that's like a pure form of self discovery, yeah. right? When you're out there, and you're pushing your limits, you're learning things about yourself. I mean, it's Anybody that's ran up a flight of stairs knows how hard it is to run up a flight of stairs. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Doesn't matter how fit you are, it doesn't necessarily get any easier running this up is, a flight of stairs. This is I love something going I learned. trail running with my buddies. You know? You, you I, hate sorry, stairs. <laughs> you hate stairs, right? I, hate stairs, I learned dude, I hate stairs. <laughs> I told you that story, right? So I I I was in I was in uh Switzerland and I was uh helping out with a project with one of my with one of my partners. And they, it was a group of folks that we were guiding in the mountains. And um, I had left the group. I was meeting up with the group later on in the day for a lunch. And so I went for a run and I was descending to this mountain. And I came upon this trail. It was in French. And I, you know, I speak French well enough to get by. And so, you know, it was the, the trail of a thousand stairs, a thousand and thirteen stairs or something. And I'm like, oh, what a cute name for a trail. There's no way there's a thousand and thirteen stairs. Dude, I didn't count them but there had to be, I mean, and they were all uneven. So they weren't like big or small. And it just like, yeah, I don't like stairs. It was a nightmare for me. That was like a living nightmare of being in those stairs. You know, um, for some people it's spiders, some people it's snakes, for me it's stairs, you know? You're like, sta stairs, why has it gotta be stairs? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, sorry, I derailed your thought though. So I just, I just wonder what is it, like, I guess my question is this, because I feel like you have this 
um, sense of like, I'm going to go on an adventure. I'm going to discover these things about myself. And to me, I have that too. And I feel like it's such a universal thing. Like you're traveling mm -hmm. through these landscapes by foot. It's just the access to these lessons about yourself. And I'm always just curious, like, is adventure the the best way or whatever to to explore these questions? I mean, I know for us, it no, is, I think but, it's one yeah. way. Yeah, I think it's one way. I think that the best way is the way that one, you know, finds their passion in. Yeah, I mean, that's how you write. I mean, when you find something that you love or you're passionate about, you have friends that are artists. And I am just always blown away by what yeah. they create. I've always been fascinated by the arts because I think it's the greatest form of human expression. And when you see, in my mind, um, and when you see that and how people are able to express themselves, they're pushing the limits of expression, right? And I think that that is really, it's just extraordinary. So I think it's whatever path you choose is the, <clears throat> is the way, the one you, you pick to go and discover and exceed your limits, you know? Yeah. And then how do you see enthusiasm playing into that? Because the thing I noticed about, you know, spending a week with you is you, one of your things that I think just makes you stand out and makes you a special person is your enthusiasm. Like it just radiates out, you know? And so, you know, do you think like that's a trait that, people can build, you know what I mean? I, I, it's a weird question, but do you think that's something people can work on uh, to kind of like use as like a tool in whatever area they're exploring? Well, I'll be honest with you for, you know, many of your listeners, most of them who've never heard of me or my background or my story or whatever. Yeah. For the first 30 years of my life or during the first 30 years of my life, I became someone who was, you know, in many ways, way too much partying, way too much eating unhealthy food, just inside, very unhappy, outside pretending to be happy. Um, I spent the first 30 years of my life unwilling to take chances or take risks for fear of what may happen and, and what the negative outcome would be. I mean, I mean, yeah. I was already conceptualizing a negative outcome. And then in the second, when I decided to change my life and turn things around and blah, blah, blah. Um, and pursue the things I'm pursuing now. I changed my mindset, and this is going to sound crazy, but it's but it's, it's it's something I believe. I was, as I said, inside a deeply unhappy person, but outside I was the life of the party, and I decided that I was no longer satisfied with that, and that I really wanted to truly be happy. And I'll never forget when the realization came to me that in order to be happy. I was going to have to really work on being happy. And what I mean by that is smile at things mm. when, you know, I normally wouldn't or gesture to someone, you know, to make their day better, you know, like, yeah. um, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. randomly, I, I, I'm going to use this one, but it's a, it's a dumb one, but you're in line. And, and you buy the person's coffee from that's in line behind you. Like, I mean, that kind of thing, right? And how these things after a while, these little things that would happen in my day-to-day -day life, like thanking someone at a store, even maybe I wouldn't have before, right? These little things started to change my perception of the world. And so those first 30 years of my life, I might wake up and it's cloudy out. And I would say, ah, oh, it's probably going to rain. Now, if I wake up and it's cloudy out and I'm like, oof. 
well, I guess I don't have to wear a hat when I run today or no SPF today, right? So it's like, it's like finding those little tiny things to be happy about each yeah. day and create happiness in your life. And it's like a seed that you plant. And when you, when you, when you seed optimism and happiness, just, I, I'm not going around rose colored glasses here. I mean, you're going to have bad days. Everybody has bad days, but you can change it from 49% good and 51% bad to the other way around 51% good days, 49% bad on outlook. And you have, I worked so hard at it, dude. And then now it's like, I'm on autopilot. I wake up and I mean, you know, you got some shitty days. Yeah. But I still, still can find or try to work and find the good things. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm a generally a happy person. I mean, you know me. You yeah. know my story. I went to cancer last year, right? I went to chemo for six months. I was giving a presentation the other day and uh, to a corporate group. And, and I didn't even mention it in my presentation, a one-hour presentation. And at the end, during the Q&A, it came up. And they're like, well, why aren't you, why didn't you tell us about this during your presentation? I mean, it's. You know, and I said, because it doesn't define me, yeah. right? I'm yeah. defined not by the cancer, the blood cancer that I have, this rare form of lymphoma that I have that will come back eventually. I'm not defined by that. I'm defined by how I deal with it, yeah. right? Yeah. Or the things that I do in my life or my kids or my family or whatever, right? Everything else, I, I choose those terms. So in the same way, I choose, I choose a life of wanting. I got one life. I choose a life to be as present as I can in the moment. I choose a life to learn as much as I can. I choose a life to be stoked and keep the stoke on high as much as possible. And even through the hard days, of which there are hard days, know that someday there will be good days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of being in the hard days and saying, well, probably never going to be another good day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, so and you got to work at it. You work at being happy. You got to. And for whatever reason, I feel like there are times where in our culture where, especially as dudes, as men, you see the like stoic, like not smiling ever, not expressing any emotion whatsoever. And to me, I'm like, you know, like when someone, something funny happens and you just see the one person just kind of sitting there and they're like, that was funny. You know, like they don't, yeah. they don't smile or laugh. And I'm like, man, smile as big as you can laugh as loud as you can. Like, those are the moments that we're here for, you know, like you've yeah. done some epic things in your life, but it's these little moments where you just get a laugh your ass off or like get the biggest smile on your face. Like that's the stuff that makes it worth it, you know? Well, and I think it's perspective too, Chris. I mean, you know, kindly you say that I've done all these epic things, but I'll be honest with you. It's less about the epic things and more about um, the experience and what it means, you know, and how it affects the rest of my life, right? Yeah. Or the things that I'm doing. So it's funny. I don't see them as epic necessarily. I see them as maybe a one time I did. Yeah. But the way I see these things now is I see them as they were just experiences in my life. I mean, this is, the, you know, it, it, it's sort of I'm taking the perspective of my kids, my kids kids since they were born daddy's job has been exploration and that's just what i do and it's very normalized in my house it's not even like i do anything cool you try to impress your kids with story they don't, i mean it's like nor stories of polar bears hmm, no big deal stories of jungles no big deal i mean they heard it all they don't care right it's just there's, there's no there's nothing to it you know so right and so that's good though that's a good thing because yeah. 
everyone's life experience is equal to someone else's. It doesn't mean, you know, because I ran across the Sahara that I'm any better or different than anyone else. I just chose to do that. Right. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, uh, I think that speaks highly to you. You don't see them as epic because you're living those moments. Like the moments are the things that count, not the, the, the event, you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I think that the, 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 they're just experiences in my life that I plan for. It's my job. It's what I do. And that's it, you know? Yeah. Well, I was just curious a little bit about, um, just career wise, like as a career yeah. adventurer, um, mm -hmm. like, I guess my question is, what do you think, like, do you feel like you're being propelled anymore by anything, whether that's curiosity or, you know, fear, like you want to do something you're kind of intimidated by, or do you feel like this is just kind of like perpetual motion at this point? Like this is just what you do and the things that you enjoy doing. It's such a difficult question to answer. And the reason it's difficult, Chris, is because the terms have changed for me, yeah. right? The terms of life have changed. They, they're constantly shifting. You know, it's like when I see, um, you know, you see, you see these, these politicians, no matter what side of the fence they're on, and you see the, the media will say, well, this is not what they said in 2015. Yeah. Well, that's 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe the person's formulated a different opinion since then or learned something, right? Um, the reasons I did things before have changed and have evolved over the years since I've been doing them. For example, when I went to the South Pole in 2009, I thought it was one of the hardest things I ever did in 2009. I've done 40 expeditions. Yeah. Now that expedition ranked somewhere around nine or 10 for me in the hardest things that I've done. It was still very difficult yeah. for me. But if I measure all the other things, like in these other things, that my breadth of experience has changed. Therefore, my perspective has changed on what was the hardest things that I've done. So my life experience has changed and the way I look at things has changed. So before the challenge of going to a place that I really wanted to learn about and experience and cross was enough motivation for me. And then I had kids and then I see my kids growing up and doing their sports and having passions in sport that my wife and I don't have. I and mean, they do sports that we don't do. Yeah. They're sprint kayakers and sprint canoers and, and all these other things. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh, wait a sec. So my perspective changes. Then I go through cancer and my perspective changes. And now I am at a point in my life where in my most recent blood work, blood work, blood work now every month, two months, they monitor my blood. I'm, I'm healthier from a blood perspective than I've been in five years, maybe. Yeah. I don't even know. I have more red blood cells in my body. I have red blood cells in my body. Like, yeah, I used to have when I was racing ultra. So all of a sudden now my body can do things that for the last few years, as I sort of degraded into this point where eventually I just was like non-functional until I started chemo, I'm back up again. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, maybe I want to go do this or maybe I want to go do that. Right. Mm, yeah. So there's that perspective, but there's also age. I'm 55. I'm going to be 55 years old in a couple of weeks. Right. I know it's hard to tell, right? Because you know I look so young right now. Hey, well, <laughs> let me pause you. But, let me pause you for one second. We were going down that hill on like day five, and you and Cody were in front of me, and you guys turned the jets on, 
and you turned well, the jet. You know, I think Cody's jet was sputtering a little bit, if I remember right. My remember jet was had, if, had, his, had, if his if his was you, your engine blew. You, yeah, my you had the pair, you had the rescue chutes out. You deployed the rescue parachutes, and and Cody Cody tried to do the hey I got burrs on my leg or a cactus on my leg. Remember oh, he yeah. tried to do the cactus on his leg. I was like Cody, seriously, just keep running, you know. Anyhow. Um, but we're two 30 year old dudes. We're two 30 year old dudes and you just crushed us down that mountain. So I guess I'm just trying to say like, I can speak from experience that the jets are on for you, you know, like, you know, thank you for that. But I mean, I honestly, now that I'm, I've crossed every large desert on the planet. That was my goal. Most of them in the middle of summer, the projects I have, and I've done multiple Arctic expeditions, the projects I have left, that I really want to do before age now, forget cancer, age starts to pull me down off of my ability to train at such a high level and perform at such a high level. I figure I've got three, four more years where I'm at a real peak. And then things are going to start coming down. Amazing things that are amazing for me that I really want to do. But my personal, my personal take on it is a couple of my game, zero questions asked. I can do this. I can prepare for this. And there's a couple of those things left that I really want to do. And the reasons and the motivations behind them are everything I've said now, but also include a little bit of, you know, uh, personal stuff, you know, wanting to collaborate with my Inuit friends or wanting to do things with, with teammates of mine that I've forged lifelong relationships with. And even a couple, one in particular solo project that I want to do. So you know what I'm saying? There's there there's still excitement for me in adventure, but the reasons have again shifted as they always have evolved throughout my entire career. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to just I'll really- be honest with you. Going out with you guys, going out with you guys on Capic One and doing the impossible to possible youth expeditions, I get so much stoke from doing that. I love being out there with people that are experiencing amazing things and amazing places that it, it like your, your reaction to the desert when we were out there, like, I, as you know, I crossed that desert North to South. I've done all kinds. Of, I was just there with my family, with my daughters, not in the same region you were, we were 500 kilometers North okay. in a very remote area. But the excitement that my daughters had at the top of a dune looking down or the way that you had rolling into camp and, hanging out and seeing like the stars at night. These were things that I experienced when I crossed that desert for the first time in 2011 and thought to myself, wow, this is so amazing. And thinking, I wonder if other people think this kind of way. And the answer is yes, they do. And you're living, a, you're living proof of that. And so I get, there's nothing I enjoy more than being out there on the youth expeditions and the Capic One expeditions as well. Yeah. Well, and I think that's something that, I mean, I, you're, I'm very inspired by you for many different reasons, but after doing that expedition, I think I can narrow it down to the fact that you are kind of opening the door for all of these other people. Like the way I look at it, kind of like if you ever look at like college football coaching or football, whatever, and there's like the coaching tree, this guy had all these guys that he kind of trained or all these people that he kind of trained. And then they went on and did all these amazing things like the ripple effect that you're putting out there. Like, I guess just as an example, uh, Val who went on our trip, she is just an amazing athlete, but you are kind of mentoring her to be an amazing adventurer and an amazing explorer. I, I, 
I, yeah. you know, Val's an approved so an impossible to possibly use ambassador who um, since that point, you know, stayed involved with ITP. And then we started doing projects together. And I mean, really hard projects together. Yeah. And uh, I feel that, I mean, her demographic, who she is, what she is, is the future of adventure. There, there's no doubt in my mind that she, if she chooses this path and wants to continue pushing limits and everything else that she does, she'll be one of the greats, you know? And it's because um, her attitude and her willingness to learn and her humble approach, and humble yet confident approach to doing things is a very unique mix, right? And uh, so I'm humbled in the fact that I get to, and mentor maybe is a bit of a strong word because I don't feel it's worthy. I'm worthy of that title to her because she stands on her own feet and is, you know, a stronger skier than I'll ever be. Um, but, you know, just her her abilities are untapped at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And oh. um I love I love working with these young athletes that are like that, you know? Yeah, and I think that's the thing that inspires me. And I think part of it might be my career as an educator, because you get to see that effect that you people can have on other people, you know. And I think when people have such a positive effect on other people, that really kind of stands out to me. Um yeah. but I wanted yeah, to I just ask... want to stop on the edge. I want to ask you before you ask it. <laughs> Okay. Speaking of, when we did the video conference with your school for <laughs> yeah. the impossible possible youth okay so we were at the camp if you recall we were at the camp yeah where there was the monument to the italian motocross rider yeah and do you remember that sand dune across the way that was basically i mean it was a it was a it was a cliff straight it was a up. wall yeah straight up 1.2 1.3k almost a mile straight those youth ambassadors climbed that, eh? God, dude, I was sitting there and I was freaking out. And I thought, oh my God, like if they fall, right? But they made it to the top. It's crazy. <laughs> they crazy. were amazing, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, they're amazing. Uh, I got one more kind of thing I yeah. would I want to ask you about. Actually, I wrote a bunch, but um, we'll get to some of these in a future episode, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, or just hit, hit me up. I'll try to give short answers. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Because yeah. I had this whole concept. We'll go, do really fast short answers. Okay. I was My concept was the seven seas with Ray Zahab. Okay. Ray's not like an ocean rower. It's sea, like the letter C. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So really quick, just reaction to these seven things. A couple we already kind of did, but uh, but courage. What do you, what real quick okay, reaction? I think courage, courage. Yeah. Cur courage is something that is gained through experience. You become, if you want to call it courage, it's every time you're willing to step out and take a risk, calculate it, train for it, prepare for it, whatever it is. Take that risk, stick your neck out there every now and then, dip your foot in the pool. Then you get more brave at doing things and taking challenges on. Courage is something that's learned through experience. That's amazing. Uh, we already said curiosity, so we'll skip that one. That was one of the seven okay. C's. Uh, camaraderie. Camaraderie is something that's earned. It's not something that is taken. Love it. You know what Love I'm saying? It. Yeah. Uh, Canada. <laughs> Canada, the great, uh, you know, greatest country on earth. I mean, you're, you're goddamn right. Yeah, I, love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to do that. You know what? I, I, I it, it, Canada's great. And America's great. I, you know, I love, uh, I love visiting the U.S. And I, and I, you know, I, you know, my 
my love affair with the Southwest and with the Mojave Desert in particular. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I just love where we live. We live in Quebec, Canada, and it's just this this amazing place and very proud to be Canadian. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, sorry, I'm looking through my list. Um, did we already do? Okay, so, okay. Coffee. Coffee. Greatest uh, substance known to human beings other than air and maybe water <laughs> i do that was in particular good. at the top of that list capic one coffee k-a-p-i-k number one capic one coffee i'm still you get, need to order it I, immediately because it's, it's phil i thought phil was going to be making us some videos you know what we should post the video i have a video for you i don't know if you have the video i'll send you the video Done. All right, there we go. Phil as as the Capic One spokesperson. Yep. And sunscreen spokesperson. Uh, That's another story. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Two more. So crossing. Crossing. Well, crossing when you you mean crossing something. If you're crossing, I I just have a very simplistic view of adventure. Uh, You know, for me, I, I love getting out and doing things that are fun. But I really love it when it's a defined goal. You go from here to here. Yeah. You know, and I love that idea of going from here to here. And whatever here to here is, that defines the beginning and the end of the adventure. So that's why I like crossings. I love it. And then last but certainly not least, contentment. Like, what does this look like for Ray Zahab? And, you know, what how do well, you find contentment? You know, to be honest with you, this this trip that we uh, we've done adventures with our daughters since yeah. they were babies. Now our oldest is fifteen, our youngest is twelve, going on thirteen soon. And um, this last trip we did to the Atacama Desert, um, it's summer. It was Death Valley hot almost. It was you know up to hundred k an hour winds at some of our camps. We were camping between seven thousand five hundred and eight thousand feet of altitude. We were way off grid. We were like exploring new areas and, you know, hiking and running and everything through the, the, the wilderness and just eating what we had to camp with. I mean, it was just looking for cool rocks. I mean, the whole thing was amazing. Right. And that is when I am truly content when I get to do things and everybody's happy and everybody's stoked because you know how it is with the kids. They're either on or they're off. And when they're on and everything is going well, it's like that for me is bliss. That is where I want to be. And that is what I want to do. I often say if I could retire now, like my older daughter, she's doing all these sports and everything else. But I, I can just retire and follow her around doing all yeah. these things. I mean, you know, if I had the money, that's what I'd do. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, awesome. Ray, <laughs> yeah. you are amazing, dude. You're an absolute gem of a human being. Where can, uh, where can people kind of like follow future adventures? Um, well, right back at you on that one, brother. And uh, I, I, you know, Instagram is probably the easiest now because that's where everybody seems to be. So just my name, Ray Zahab, at Ray Zahab. Perfect, dude. Well, best of luck. I can't wait to uh, catch up with you again, man. You got it, man. We're going to make it happen this year. All right. All righty. That wraps up our episode with Ray Zahab. Ray, once again, man, you're just an awesome, awesome dude. I really appreciate having you on the show. Really appreciate um, just being able to learn from you. And I think one thing that I don't know if you I don't know if you see this yourself this way. I'm talking to Ray as if he's listening to the outro right now. Everybody, <laughs> I'm in my basement by myself. It's 5:45 in the morning on a Thursday, and I'm gonna speak 
to the podcast, to my microphone, as if it's Ray Zahab. Um, but Ray, I don't know if you view yourself this way, um, but I think of you as a teacher. And, you know, uh, as a middle school teacher, what do they say? Game recognizes game. Uh, as a middle school teacher, I see a lot of those great education skills that we're looking for as educators the things that we're trying to do to pass off to our to our students i see that in ray when he's talking to just people with him you know he's trying to teach he's trying to educate he's not just trying to like his stories are wildly entertaining they're wildly just mind-blowingly awesome but at the same time, they're always there to teach a lesson. They're always there to kind of like give you a perspective or um, teach you something specific about how to have an adventure and how to do it safely and how to do it successfully. And um, the guy is just full of enthusiasm. And when he's teaching, you combine that with the enthusiasm. And man, like I said, that's infectious. That just makes you want to go out and experience the world for what it is, which is a beautiful, beautiful place. And on like a deeper thing, I was thinking about this a little bit this week um, when I was thinking about loss and grief. And I was like, man, why? what is my specific reaction when I hear that somebody is gone? And I think the thing for me Obviously, when someone's gone, you miss their presence on earth and all that stuff, right? You're missing like who they are and what they bring to your life. But to me, I think that the tragedy of it is the fact that their experience was cut short. And there's so much of this world to experience. And the way I look at, maybe it's my perspective of the world the way I look at the world is it's this wonderful, beautiful, choose your own adventure experience, you know, like you get to go out and you get to go take the world in and take all these wonderful experiences in um, however you want. And isn't that such an awesome, amazing thing to do where even just sitting here at my basement at 5.50 in the morning, you know, and kind of being tired, like there's so much that I'm appreciating about this specific moment. And and to think about the, the like connections that someone's not able to make or the places they're not able to go or the laughs that they aren't able to be a part of anymore. You know, um, just think about this, like this is really stupid maybe, but think about how good it feels to just smile, you know, like when you're smiling, you're feeling freaking awesome. And when you're laughing, like, you know, I'm thinking back to that trip to the, to the desert with Ray, like, man, everybody there had some just insane laughs that were awesome. And you're just surrounded by this joy. And when I think about grief and loss and things like that, I'm like, man, they're, they just miss out on those moments that they just didn't get to experience. 
And then it makes me think about like, how lucky am I right now? How lucky are all of us right now to be able to still experience this place? You know, and obviously, like I'm I'm not putting on my rose colored glasses like there's things that are really hard in this world, too. Like there are experiences that aren't so good, you know, and and can be devastating and horrible and all that stuff. Um, But it's this like it's like the palette of colors of life that you just get to paint with all the time. Like we all get to do it and we all take it for granted. Um and then that palette of colors is gone. And, you know, especially if someone, uh, you know, like passes away young, you're like, man, they didn't get to do all of these. They didn't get to experience the whole palette, you know, like, you know, because as you go, you're just adding more and more colors that you get to use to paint the picture. And uh, and to me, that's the part that I don't know. That's the part that just really digs deep at me when, when, you know, I hear about someone who's passed away or passed away young or something like that. So, um, so yeah, so go out and experience it, you know, add colors to that palette, you know, have more experiences. Uh, you know, I hope you all, I understand we all have our own unique way of seeing the world and, I just wanted to pass off mine because that is truly how I see it. When I'm at my best, I'm seeing the world as this beautiful, wonderful place. And a lot of times I'm at my best because I'm practicing my gratitude um, and I'm realizing what a privilege it is to just be alive and to just walk around on this place and get to interact with people and and all of that. So um, just want to share that message. Been thinking about a lot this week. Uh, and that wraps up the podcast. So, uh, we'll get back at you all next week and, uh, yeah, hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, go back, check out some of the other ones. You know, if you, if this is your first time, cause you wanted to listen to Ray, tell some amazing stories. That's awesome. He, we've done three other podcasts with him. Dude's always constantly entertaining, constantly amazing. Uh, you know, and go check out our other 300 and some (laughs) episodes. I bet you'll like some, uh, that's my promotion. I'll bet you like some, put that on the podcast poster, you know, quote unquote, I bet you'll like some Chris Ward. All right. See you next week.